Every podcast has an opening song. This is ours. It's not very long. Chase, I think our opening song needs to be a little bit longer. I'm singing more of our opening song to intro our show called Behind Two Blondes. Hi everyone, my name's Chase O'Donnell. And I'm Savannah Brown. Together we started a comedy duo called Two Blondes. Every week, Savannah and I interview a successful 20-something who is pursuing their passion in an attempt to pick up some pointers of our own and hopefully inspire you to get out there and do the same. Today we are interviewing Libe Barrer. She's a young 20-something that is making a name for herself on television. Well, she's not just making it, she's starring in a brand new show called Sneaky Pete, created by Brian Cranston, and it stars Giovanni Ribisi. You can see her in numerous other shows like Those Who Can't, Colony, Grey's Anatomy, Parenthood, and more. Decider named her the true breakout star of Sneaky Pete. Oh my goodness, such a resume. Such a Uh, resume. We are so thrilled to meet her, and we are so excited to get the scoop on everything she's been up to. Uh, But before we do get that scoop, it's time for a word from our sponsor, Blue Apron. It's not a true interview unless we're interviewing our guest over brunch. So, Savannah, please tell us what's on the menu today. Today we're eating kale and Monterey Jack quesadillas with avocado, radishes, and fried eggs. Oh, my God. Oh, incredible. Yum. That's, of course, from BlueApron.com. If you also want to get in on the fun, uh, go to BlueApron.com slash two blondes. Spelled T-O-O. And you'll get your first three meals free. That sounds like a deal. Oh, hi, hi, hi Libe. Hi, Libe. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, chatting with us and brunching with us. Um, what are you, yeah. drink? what yeah. are you drinking? We have our brunch drinks. I have tea. Savannah- oh, I have green tea. I have Earl Grey Supreme. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Libe? I have my fancy water. Excellent. Uh, with Keeping me, it classy with the water. Good choice. Mm-hmm. I do love I do love some tea, though. You love some tea. Is it is it mm-hmm. ice water or just... Mm. Just plain. It is just, um, you know, slightly chilled water. Slightly <laughs> chilled. chilled. Good pick. Always There's no good ice choice. in it, though. <laughs> good pick. Uh, well, virtual <laughs> cheers, everyone. Virtual cheers. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention Libe's calling in from L.A. since she's on a different coast. She, and she might be oh. filming right now. I'm not sure. We, need, we have so many We're questions. We're not even sure. Let's start with that. Do you have to go on set today? No, I don't. Oh, good. So your um, whole day is dedicated to the podcast to dedicated to you guys <laughs> Skype and trying okay. to figure out the system yeah it took us a while to figure this out um so we're big fans of uh sneaky p i i was just introduced to it and um we're so excited to like watch the whole season isn't out yet right it's just the been whole season the whole first season's out right Libe? oh because yeah. it's amazon yeah. prime that's right amazon prime the pilot's yeah, on imdb Yes, mm-hmm. the pilot. That's what we watch. So, it. if you don't have Amazon Prime, head on over to IMDb and then find a friend. Oh, who, is that where you? I didn't that's know you where watched we watched it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, IMDb. Oh, oh, neat. Yep. And then, and then now we need to find someone's account that we can steal. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, that's probably not legal. So I. Probably I, have, I actually have a story. Um, I accidentally signed up for Amazon Prime over Christmas yeah. to get the two-day yeah. free shipping, and I um, meant to cancel it, and. I forgot, and then I think now I have Amazon Prime, but I called them to cancel it, and they never did. So now I'm like, do I start using it, or do I I just say, hey, I haven't been using it, so you really need to cancel it, you know? I think, honestly, 
even just the free shipping is worth it. I'm yeah. just sounding like I'm plugging Amazon. No, <laughs> no, I, it's I worth agree. It. And there's like a bunch of other great. Yeah. So now original, I think I need to just give in and start using it and forget about getting so. my ninety nine dollars. Well, back. I have Alexa too, right. so I need. I should just buy Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, everyone. There They're not go. sponsoring us, but <laughs> we'll we take go. it. Um, I just want to ask you: When did you start filming? Um, so we shot the pilot in, um, March of 2015 and at the time, yeah. And at the time it was actually for CBS and it would have, it was going to be a very different show. (laughs) Um, it was going to be like more of a procedural, like case of the week kind of thing. Um, and then CBS didn't pick it up. Um, and that was like a whole devastating thing of like, Oh, we didn't get picked up. I thought my dreams were going to come true and turns out they're not. (laughs) Um, and so I've I've felt that before. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a common um, actor feeling. <laughs> Every day um, in the life of Jason yeah. Savannah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so CBS didn't pick it up. And then um, Amazon bought the pilot at like in October, like August, I think, maybe of 2015. And they do their thing where um, they air the pilot and then like the audience votes on like who, like whether or not they want the show to get picked up or not. And so they do like a 30 day trial period where anyone can watch it for free, um, which is a very stressful 30 days. (laughs) where like We're all like not pretending to be like obsessively checking how many people are watching and voting and whatever. Um, But yeah, but then anyway, they decided to uh, go ahead and pick it up. Um, and we were supposed to start shooting in February last year. And then, um, because of creative differences, we got a new, our showrunner left and we were like, we didn't have a showrunner for a second. We were like, um, let, well, let's hope that this show happens. Um, and then Graham Yost came on, who's our current showrunner who he did. He's fantastic. He did Justified and, um, the Americans and stuff, oh. um, yeah, and so he came on, and um, so we started. So we shot the actual season in June of last year. Oh my year, gosh! From this June whole, to like, like October. you think because Brian Cranston's involved, it has so many huge mm-hmm. names involved that you're like, oh, of course this was just a given that it was going to be um, picked up. But it's so interesting hearing mm-hmm. that that it took two years to get it yeah. on the air, and that it wasn't a for sure thing that it would be on TV. Totally. Yeah. This. This whole thing has been such a learning experience for me in that, I mean, in so many ways, but also in that, like, nothing is ever a given. <laughs> like, how, much, and so, how much did you what? have to promote for that 30-day trial when you were, like, mm-hmm. having to see if people were going to like it or not? Did you have to use social media and, like, push that a ton, being like, hey, watch my show? Like, how much was the cast involved in getting people to watch it? Um, I mean, yeah, we, uh, we put stuff out. I mean, a lot of the cast isn't on social media. Um, that was another but question. I, oh, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get into Sorry. that after this. One. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. Sorry. I'm here. Sometimes when we speak at the same time, I cut out for a sec. I like what you guys say, cut out for a second. Oh, oh so okay. Um, anyway, so that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I remember I, promoted it online honestly though like I don't know how much that like my thing my promoting it helped at the time Mm -hmm. because I think like my only um like fans at that moment were people who had seen my subway commercial (laughs) oh such Um, a good one such a good subway commercial oh my god I I just see I showed you her she was the guacamole girl I need to rewatch. Oh, she was playing all the time. It was so good. Oh, we'll get into uh, that so later. Funny. I love Subway. Yeah, okay. so, like, my fans were the people who, like, you know, I so I would, like, you know, 
post about Sneaky Pete or whatever, and I'd get like a bunch of people like responding with like guacamole. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So yeah, you, your cast doesn't. You say a lot of you guys don't have social media because that was a question we were going to ask. Like, how much of a factor do you see social media coming in these days for actors and like promoting? yourself and it just seems like now social media Mm -hmm. is such a big part of the business it does um yeah what's your take on that totally um oh well and one thing I didn't say we also did we did have I forgot we did do a live tweeting event for the show that I forgot about um we uh like Brian and um David Shore, showrunner at the time, and um, Giovanni, like they, we, they ha- they had like an basically everyone that was in LA, we had like an event where we like watched, we all watched the pilot together, and then people would tweet us questions and like we would respond to. So that was like a fun social media yeah, thing that happened. Awesome. Um, but um, yeah, I think so. I, it is a, I don't know, <laughs> I don't really understand the whole thing. I'm terrible with it. I know it like that's something that everyone says. It is like a big part of like. Um, you know, building a career is like your social media following or whatever. Mm. I'm really bad with it. I think like most of the people on our show like aren't even on Instagram or like they're like just on Twitter. I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be better with it. Um, and it is like, <laughs> it is a good way to like communicate with people and like seeing like what, I don't know, like people who like are actually supporting the show and seeing you know and supporting you and like being able to like hear from them and stuff is cool Mm -hmm. um I recently discovered that like other inbox on Instagram and was like oh wow like people are saying really nice things (laughs) so that's like (laughs) and so I try to respond to that stuff um because I was telling Chase before we were talking to you I was like I admire Lee because she doesn't really post about all of her accomplishments <laughs> in a beautiful way. And I was saying that's so refreshing because right now it's just like I feel like we're living in this time where every single thing you do, like it's posted online and it, mm-hmm. and it's like interpreted however the viewer wants to interpret it. And it's just like all about people talking about themselves and making sure people know that they're doing something and mm-hmm. – um, and I think, I think you've that's... posted two things since 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and I even have friends who have like gone to acting workshops or the casting directors say, you know, we really look at social media. We see how many followers you have. And I just think that's so icky and like, it's, yeah. but it's like turning into that. So I just love hearing that you're, you're kind of, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not really on it. Don't really care so much about that. And that's. I feel like that's how yeah. it should be. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I, maybe I should be better at it. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I've, I've found when I've like put m- more energy into it. And when I'm like, you know, it like when the, sh- you know, when people, more people started following me or whatever with this show, which like still isn't even like, you know, anyway, but <laughs> like when, once I like started getting, you know, once I started paying attention to that and stuff, like I found that when I put more energy into social media, I just feel crazy. So I'm like, right. I just, this has to be a thing that I just like put something up on and then like kind of leave it be for a second. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's a very healthy, so healthy, so healthy. Yeah, <laughs> I fall victim to it. Like, is that how is that how the phrase goes? I, I think, fall victim to I, it. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I feel like as actors, you like mm-hmm. not being in a like series regular, you have to be like, but wait, I'm I'm, I'm working. Doing something. I'm working. Totally, I'm doing something. So, yeah, well, it's so easy to also like even being, you know, even like while you're working on because 
I don't know. There's like the scope of like where people are at in their careers is like all the colors of the rainbow. And like, there's constantly like more that you can be doing or more you can, you know? And I think that the thing with social media is like, it's interesting because you can feel, it feels like it's, you're doing something to move your career forward. And so it's like a weird thing that like you're, that maybe you are. And I don't know, it's just like, it's a, and so it can become so consuming because you're like, this is my career. This is my persona. This is my, like, I'm doing something to like advance myself when it's like, I don't know. Are you? Maybe not. Sorry. When I first was in New York, I was in a show Uh and um, one of the cast members would post like these incredible statuses every day, like about the show that we were in. And I was in the same Mm -hmm. show, but I'd read his status and be like, man, he is making it like his life is amazing. (laughs) And then I'd have to be like, wait, I'm doing the same thing. It's just the way he's like promoting it to everyone on Facebook. It was just, yeah. Now, Libe, what's the difference now Mm -hmm. that you're on, uh, technically when you're on set, is there a big difference with your Mm -hmm. schedule? Is it the same every day? What's the difference now having Mm -hmm. a series regular role compared to your life when you're auditioning and it's not, um, a steady working job consistent every time? Um, well, at least like this, season that we just shot um we because uh, hmm, I don't know I think I found there's just like never any consistency yeah. <laughs> in even in um, a series regular role yeah because yeah, like so, you know some days like you have more to do in one episode and so you work more days and some episodes like you're not and then you're like oh I'm off for like a week and a half or something <laughs> or like um and so I don't know I think like once I sort of left my day job of like nannying and stuff, um, all consistency in my life and schedule went away. Uh (laughs) And it's just been a matter of like trying to find ways to like, you know, because it's so easy to let a whole day go by. And so I think like trying to find some sort of structure in my own life, like um, has been an interesting challenge. Amen. Did you have your own trailer? Like you're, you're, you're build number four. Do you have a trailer? I saw you on IMDb. We're excited about the trailer. Um, yeah, well, a lot of the, um, a lot of this season actually shot because the farmhouse they recreated on a soundstage in Greenpoint. Um, and so we, um, so it was so for that when we were on the soundstage at the farmhouse um, or like the interior farmhouse stuff we were we had dressing rooms so it wasn't um, so I had my own, I had my own dressing room dressing but room. <laughs> um, but when we were on location and stuff we had trailers so fancy so fancy, so fancy. <laughs> so fancy. Um, but yeah I, was, I, oh, I had something to say and now it's kind of like there but it might not I'm jumping all around so you have to give me a little structure (laughs) oh structure is what I was talking about I wanted to Uh. talk about that because um I always think that like okay once you you are cast in a show and it is like um you show up to set that you kind of gain that structure but it's interesting hearing that it's it's still as an actress like you're still like finding structure all the time um Mm -hmm. having to like well sometimes your call time is 4 a.m sometimes it's 11 p.m yeah Yeah. and then like also on top of that I imagine you're still auditioning yeah totally are you kind of feeling like all right I can take some time off from that um it's weird no I'm still I'm still definitely still auditioning and I think that that's it's interesting I have realized that I don't think that or I don't know like maybe at, at some point there will be a time when it's like 
no more auditioning. It'll all be like people calling in, They're you know, with me. offers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's like, uh, that's some ways away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so, well, I don't know. It's definitely, the game has sort of changed um, in that I think that it's become like the stuff that I'm going out for is stuff that like, you know, I'm excited about things that like, you know, my reps think will like be good, you know, be good for my career. And it's, it's become less like, got to get out for everything that I can and every, you know, um, which is nice. And, um, I don't know, I almost sort of encourage, like in retrospect, like I would have always looked at auditioning that way. Like, cause there's, it's so easy to fall into like a sort of desperation of like, I want to get into this room, even for this like thing that kind of mm-hmm. like, even when, it, you know, a situation where you feel like, doesn't align with your own like moral views or whatever so or something that you're like yeah this is just like a one-line thing on on whatever that I just like feel super desperate to get in this room for and I think that it's like I think it is really healthy and beneficial for actors to step back and be like is this something I want to be doing yeah (laughs) yeah 100% speaking of auditions we kind of want to know one how did this Mm -hmm. audition come about for Sneaky Pete and also do you have any horror audition stories where you left the room just being like, oh my God, I just humiliated myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we love those. <laughs> I can tell, I'll tell that story first. Okay. Um, my very first audition ever was like before I was even like doing that. So I had like sort of started, um, auditioning, working a little bit like in high school. Um, but it was always like, you know, I was in school primarily and then like I would audition on the side, which mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. you know, not how you can like <laughs> pursue this. Yeah. Um, but um, so but my very first audition I went on was like in middle school. I was like recommended through like a family friend or something who was like a manager at the time for um, this show. Uh, I don't even know if I should say it. <laughs> um, no, it's it's I'll say it. Say it. Um, so on that show on Fabulous with Emma Roberts. Oh, um, I loved which Rome. like I was a fan. <laughs> which actually wound up being <laughs> it actually wound up being my first job later on, like as like a small co-star part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I had never auditioned before. I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, someone was like, "I think you're really good. I think you'd be right for." I don't even remember what. I think it was like a friend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, basically, I I remember going. I was so nervous. I was waiting in the audition room. Right before I go in, I drop my sides. Um, I was like 13 or something. <laughs> I dropped my sides. And then I was like, I just picked them up really quickly without checking to make sure oh, that they were in order. I start the audition. I realized that my pages were out of order. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And I just like rearranged the papers <laughs> and the casting director was like this is why you have to be prepared this is why you staple your papers oh, and like 13 year old me is like getting a I'm talking mortified. to no thank you I still don't yeah. staple my papers so maybe I need to get on <laughs> that you know what I don't staple my papers to this there day because I think that it like takes it distracts from it takes away from like I think that it just makes more – it's more effort to, like, change pages to, like, or whatever. go over – like, yeah, rather yeah. than just, like, a weren't sideways we slide. In, weren't we told in college not to staple? Yeah. I think well, that's, I like, I don't remember. I just think it's easier. Yeah, exactly. I think it's easier not to staple. I still don't staple. I make sure that they're in order. But <laughs> but now, yeah, every time you make sure they're in order. Don't drop That papers. really would have shaken me up. Shook me yeah. up. I'm not and sure. that was – it was really – that. so that happened, and I don't even – something else happened at the end that, like – 
I don't remember. I think I was just such a mess that it was, it <laughs> super didn't go well. And it was my first time auditioning ever. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. And now look and then, at like, you. And lo and behold. <laughs> well, and crazy enough, like that wound up be- later on being when I started first... like auditioning. Yeah. That wound up being my first job was on that show with that same casting director. Wow. Same wow. casting director. I find that, mm-hmm. not that I, not that I have much experience, but I find <laughs> that, um, it's like, the connections and the people you meet that like you you probably are your jobs are going to be through that same casting director for a while because they've gotten to know you and then it's is that kind of how this one came about was it through a casting director you had worked with before or sneaky pete yeah um no i had actually never met this casting (laughs) um, office before which was kind of crazy um i don't know i i used to think that too and i do think that like relationships are important important I mean with the case of this like unfabulous thing I was like thank god this woman doesn't remember me from the first <laughs> time that I went in like oh years she earlier. didn't remember you <laughs> well she she might have probably not I, okay. I assume she didn't because she like okay, great. <laughs> brought me in um but I think I, I don't know like I think important relationships are important I guess also something I've been learning is like I I don't know anything I don't know how like <laughs> I think that you can never really I think, and I think that the more you embrace that, it's like the more fun it can be because like I've, you know, I've gone in for, there's casting directors that I like have had great relationships for, like with for years and have never cast me in anything. And then there's something like this that I like, you know, have never met these people. And I think it's one of those things that like, if you're right for the part, you're right for the part. And if you're not, you're not, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Now the, the now sneaky Pete audition. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. uh, Brian Cranston's Mm -hmm. the creator and producer. So was he sitting Uh there when you auditioned? He was not, okay. <laughs> um, but his producing partner, James Degas was, um, and, um, yeah, he wasn't sitting there. I remember I went in the first time, um, and, uh, yeah, I was a casting director I'd never met before. I did the scene once and I was like, I did the, there were two scenes. I did the first scene once and I was like, oh shit, I totally like <laughs> fucked that up. I was like, I, I like could, I could do that so much better, but I was just going to let it go. But thankfully the casting director was like, let's just do that one more time. And I was like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. And he didn't have any, he didn't give me any notes or anything. He was just like, let's do that again. And I was so grateful Uh (laughs) because I would have just like kept my mouth shut and been like, okay, yeah, let's, that's cool. I just like, (laughs) I felt bad about that. (laughs) Um, And I did the, so I, so I did that one. Um, And then I had a call back the next day with the producers and stuff or like a couple days later, um, and then pretty much immediately I found out I was testing and it was my, actually my first test I'd ever done. Wow. Um, and it was like really crazy, like, you know, walk, going into, I was testing at Sony and like, it was with, you know, the DP was filming and I was mic'd up and it was like a whole, like, um, it was actually a tape test. So usually like for testing, they have, um, like you go in and you do it for like a million studio executives and then you do it another time with a million network executives. Um, but the way that they did this one was like, I was just working with the director and the executive producers and stuff. Um, and then they show that tape to the studio and the network. So it was a little less stressful since there weren't like hundreds of people in the room watching. Yeah. I mean, I still, it was weird. I was, you know, I was so, I was so scared Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, like I had never tested before. And then like, you know, leading up to it and walking on 
the lot and like also you sign contracts before you test so it's this thing of like I can like I see what this job would be but it is not mine yet which is crazy how did you overcome those nerves because I imagine like I get Mm -hmm. so nervous like where I can like just look at my hands shaking yeah and like I I would love to hear what your process is Mm -hmm. like overcoming that and I think a lot of actors will deal with that yeah um, yeah, well, I've actually, uh, in the last few years, I've been taking class with this, um, it, at this new studio, Stuart, Stuart Rogers studio. I will not new, but it's new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last few years, uh, that was a very roundabout way of saying <laughs> a simple thing. <laughs> um, but it's it, what, one of the big things that I had, one of the first big things I got out of that was, was like how to use my nerves and put them into the story. And so, um, like that's that's been such a major game changer for me is like instead of sitting there and getting nervous about and like trying to overcome my nerves for the audition is to like embrace my nerves and like fi- and like start thinking as finding like story reasons for the, those nerves to exist and like using them and like embracing like yeah I'm nervous and I'm nervous because like rather than like I'm nervous because of this audition I'm nervous because of the circumstances and these like sides that I'm doing amazing that's um, incredible do you also have tips like I imagine you've been on auditions where like you see seven other girls that look exactly like you and mm-hmm. it's it, I know that like I I look at everyone in an audition room and go <laughs> they're they're right for the role they're gonna get it oh they have flawless right. skin oh okay what am I doing here and do you ever get in that do you ever catch yourself doing stuff like that or it's also oh, totally <laughs> so human <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and there were times that it was so bad that I was like, you know, I would get into those, I would get into those situations and I see like, you know, yeah, 10 girls who look like me and I would find reasons why every single one of those girls could get the part except me. (laughs) And then like, when you do that, you just shoot yourself in the foot. You don't do a good job when you like do that before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I've just really tried to like, just give myself the space that I need. And even if that means like being outside for a while or something. And um, someone actually said something to me that was really sort of eye-opening because I would you know I'd get an audition and I would like I was actually an acting coach some time ago um I would get an audition and I would like you know read it or whatever and then I would come up with like a million reasons why I wouldn't book it (laughs) you know like oh well they're probably gonna get an oh well they're probably like I'm probably too whatever you know brunette for this whatever it is you know um and um and I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And I think it's like a defense mechanism. And this acting coach actually said to me, she was like, you know, you should stop. You should really stop trying to find reasons why you aren't going to book this part and start finding reasons why you would. And I was like, oh, that is so beautiful. This is just a quick reminder that FOU Studios and the Behind Two Blondes podcast are sponsored by Blue Apron, which we are so grateful for. So grateful. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free, including free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash two blondes. That's spelled T-O-O. Exactly. This reminds me of, I always have inspirational quotes going oh, on. always. 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 Um, you and Lee Bay would really like each other. <laughs> this, is, this is a good relationship I'm forming. So this one... Um, This one's less of a quote and more of an anecdote or a story. It was this baseball player, major league baseball player, and he was asked uh, by an interviewer, like, do you expect to um, hit the ball every time you step up to the plate? And he said, of course I expect to hit the ball every time I step up to the plate. 
that's why I'm stepping up to the plate. Why would I not expect to hit it? Mm. And I took that and was like, wow, that is so insightful. Because in terms of auditioning, uh, I'll go to an audition and be like, no, I'm not going to get it. But turning that in your mind and like expecting to get the role or like whatever you do, whether it's auditioning or whatnot, baseball playing, um, if you expect it, it's just that tiny little switch in your head that I think is so... Just switch um, it. <laughs> Turn it off. So powerful. Yeah. Turn it off mm. like a light, light switch. switch. There ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> uh, There it is. So there's my inspiration there for, the, for the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... I like that. And I think it's like... I don't know. It's so easy to like run these crazy circles in your head, you know, to like... Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, reasons why like... I don't know. It's almost like superstitions of like, well, if I think this way, then like I will get the or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, it's literally just crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, the more you like get rid of the noise and you're like, this is why I'm here and I'm going to like do my best. And, and I think that the other thing for me has been like, stop, like, I've tried to stop making it about like doing it right to get the part, but like, this is my chance to like do my art and show mm-hmm. them like, you know, this um, is just an opportunity to perform. And that's mm-hmm. what I love to do. In terms yeah. of, like, instead of the other, like, I have, and doing it for myself rather mm-hmm. than. I have some um, more nerve questions because I was uh, mm-hmm. binge watching Grey's Anatomy uh, the last few <laughs> years, and uh. just sitting there casually, and Libe never talked about what, what she had done in college. She kept it very quiet. And By the way, Savannah and Libe went to college we went to together. College together. Yeah. I don't Sorry. think that's been announced on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm, I'm casually watching Grey's Anatomy, and in comes a girl rushed into the hospital because of stomach problems, I think. And there was Libe guest starring in Grey's Anatomy. And my question is, I've always wondered how, being a series series regular is amazing because you get comfortable with the cast, but I can't imagine coming in as like a day player or um, a guest star star and just walking in and saying, okay, now, and the role she played was so dramatic and hard, breaking down the whole entire time. And I just don't know how you... Oh, yeah, so, yeah there's probably even more nerves when you get to set yeah or is it like I'm the not sure are... you're thinking of the, my the part I play <laughs> what was your, what was your problem in it you had a boyfriend right there <laughs> so yeah, that is like you another role there. she okay. had a boyfriend okay. the right one the right there one no yeah no yeah, stomach okay, problems no stomach problems no <laughs> no stomach problems it was a while ago it was a while ago this was about a year and a half ago of watching but yeah I remember that's fair. It's funny, though, because the first time that I did audition for Grey's Anatomy, I was auditioning for a part with a girl with stomach problems. Oh, that's very awkward that I just said so that. That's, so I'm like, maybe that's what you're... <laughs> anyway. No, you had a boyfriend. I remember that. And it was a very yeah. dramatic role. Right? Um. Yeah, well... I, oh, it's, <laughs> right. oh, it's too bad our video's not working because I have... um. I got my head shaved in it because I had glass fall into like, and I actually have the bald cap sitting here behind me. That's dramatic. It's dramatic. It's not dramatic. It's not the problems, but dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had like, so I have this like bloody uh, shaved wig cap sitting behind me actually in my like office I'm sitting in right now that I could show you if our video was working, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess this is also a podcast. It doesn't matter. It's okay. what was so, so are the nerves just as prominent oh. once you get the role or and how old it? were you oh and how old this were was, you this was post-college it was I actually took a break from acting professionally in um during college um I sort of in high school I I had done it a little bit and then I was like 
I, I was like burnt out try, because the way I was doing it, I wasn't doing it right. I also wasn't like as in giving it the time that it needed in order to like actually move forward with this. So it sort of felt like I was like beating my head against the wall for a while mm-hmm. and I'd sort of like lost the art in it. Um, and so it was nice like going to college and like taking time, like sort of taking the business aspect out of it and just like doing this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, then when I graduated a year early, I guess, was when I started coming doing this. So this must've been 2014, 14? 14? something, oh, 2013, wow. 14. I thought, I thought, well, I got so lost in what season, like I said, I was binge watching. <laughs> um, and mostly, um, I'm trying to think of what season was that of Grey's Anatomy? I think it was season 10. It was the series premiere, season premiere of like, I think season, uh, I don't know. I didn't 10, know that I was after college. I thought it was during so that, but you graduated early. No, yeah. about that. Yeah. So it would have been so, yeah, I guess technically it would have been during like what would have been like your senior year would would have been my senior year. Was it hard just walking into that set? (laughs) Oh, that's right. The question you asked. No worries. No worries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it was really, I actually, I mean, to be honest, I hadn't really watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy and um, I, so it wasn't, I wasn't going into it like being like, this is my favorite show I'm like stepping onto. Um, but I don't know. It was honestly, that was such a fun set and like everyone was so cool. And it was like what I, I loved, like how like silly everyone was like in between takes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was just easy to like fall into like, it was just a really good environment. And, um, I think like once you're, cause it's also, you know, like with, with an audition, like there's like the pressure of like the moment that you act, but on set you're kind of doing it all day. And so it's like, um, you know, there's like less, there's less pressure in that way, I guess. Um, I don't know, but it was, it was fun. And I got to spend like four days there. And like, by the end I was like, I don't want to leave here. (laughs) Oh, so it was a four day shoot. And it might've, that was the thing that maybe you found joy again in, uh, I don't know, the business side of acting after taking all that time off from college? Yeah, well, I guess I, like, you know, I, the college was great in that I, it was, like, the theater program was great in that, like, I was able to find, like, I was able to, I realized, like, that it was just, like, play and make-believe in a way that, like, I hadn't, I had really forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so once, like, what acting actually was, changed for me um I was able to like that stayed with me and whether it was like auditioning or at work or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah and let's let's uh quickly go back to this uh sneaky Pete audition where you tested where Mm -hmm. were you when you found out you got the role and how exciting was that was that (laughs) I, I love hearing stories about the successes yeah (laughs) Yeah, I was actually on, I was in the car on my way to an appointment, uh, to a doctor's appointment. And um, I knew that I was, I knew that I was supposed to hear that week. And I, because they have to like release you from the contract. Um, And I'm in the car. And like, every time that my agent would call that week, I'd be like, hello. Oh, my God. um, And then I just had a feeling that they were calling about that. And I get on the phone, or I'm in the car. And um, I'm like driving, I think I was like driving up Highland. Um, and I get a call from my agent and then my agent and my manager were both on the <gasps> phone and I was like, what's going oh, this on? Is so you <laughs> kind of had this like, feeling like this might be good. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually had, um, booked the, I actually had gotten that 
subway commercial right before I went to shoot sneaky Pete. And so I was, so I, there was also like a thing of, they had to clear the subway thing with sneaky Pete, but I didn't know that I had booked sneaky Pete yet. So it was like a whole, um, anyway, so they called and, um, and they were like, we have some news for you. And they told me, and, um, they, you know, they said that the casting directors were like, you know, really excited when they called and that they were like, um, you know, she can, they're like, these are our favorite phone calls to make. And yeah, she can do the subway commercial. She just needs to be in New York by this date. And it was like, Oh my God. And, um, I get to the doctor's, I'm like calling my mom. I'm calling my, you know, I'm calling everyone. Mm -hmm. And like, I get to the doctor's office. I'm in the parking lot and the wardrobe person, the costume designer calls to like talk character and sizes and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, this is happening so fast. And like, I remember she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I like, I literally just got off. I'm, you know, I I just found out that I got this. And I remember I was, I actually dropped my phone and it shattered, (gasps) but I was like still so exuberant that like, I was just like on cloud nine. And I was like, it's okay. I have this like shattered phone pressed to my face. That's okay. Cause now I can afford to buy a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Now having to post says you're renewed for a season two. Your interview? Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. When does that start shooting? Yeah. Um, June, I think. That's in June. It, okay. Ooh, soon. How exciting. Yeah. And does it shoot in LA, I think you said? No, it shoots in New York. It's in New York. Okay, New so York. you will be yeah. back soon. Yeah. We can have yeah. a real brunch. A, a real what? brunch. Not virtual cheers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll have um, to do that. So I guess just like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know? We're at that part of the interview. Where do you see where, where we're settling down the interview? Yeah, where do you the see? Wistful, the yeah. wistful, looking off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, oof. Well, where I would like to be, um, and no, I'd like to be in a place where I can um, really only be, where I can be doing, where every every single project, like Sneaky Pete has been so artistically fulfilling, yeah. um, which has been really exciting. Um and I've been like writing too and stuff, which, so I'd like to be doing like just spending all of my time, like immersing myself in projects that really mean something to me, that really speak to mm-hmm. me that are, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be doing anything just as a paycheck or as like a, well, I should do this for my career, but just be doing things that are, um, you know, artistically fulfilling, fulfilling and meaningful and make me feel like I'm like doing something important, um, be it with like acting, writing, directing, et cetera. Yeah, she's a director too. I love that. I was gonna, I, I was gonna ask about like if there's any work that you have just been creating yourself. So I like hearing that mm-hmm. you're directing and writing and doing all that stuff. Because as actors, it's it's easy to just um, wait around for Next the project. job to come to you rather totally. than make it yourself. So, and I'm sure being around Brian Cranston, who like created this show, and just like being around people that are doing that it's probably really inspiring mm-hmm. yeah totally really inspiring mm-hmm. jeff did you have any questions our producer usually has some very insightful questions i do mm-hmm. um you mentioned the the skull cap do you like to keep uh souvenirs from your projects or is that just like sort of one <laughs> thing um i i do i do like to um this one was actually this so this one i had uh, like a cast made of my entire head for this one. Um, they like I did this thing. They like, I have such funny pictures of this. There's somewhere on my Instagram. If um, you can find them. I'll do some stalking. Yeah. They like did this whole cast of my head. Um, and then uh, on set they, and then it, so that they can make like a wig cap that 
like was exact for my head. And then they actually like pierced like each individual hair like so that because you saw the scene where they shaved it in the um in the episode and so it was this really really intricate thing plus then there was like the blood and the glass and stuff (gasps) so it was really elaborate and made specifically for my head and I remember when I was leaving I was like so what are you gonna do with this because it's like only specific to my (laughs) head and um the prosthetics guy was like well, I mean, you know, it's your head, like, and I was like, you know, if you feel like, if you ever feel like parting with this, you know, I would happily take it, and he was like, yeah, I'll let you know, and then I remember on the last day, I was leaving set, and I have someone, someone knocks on my, uh, on my trailer door, and they were like, hey, um, oh my god, I feel terrible, I can't remember his name, but, um, (laughs) he, they were like, he, uh, so-and-so from prosthetics, um, has something for you, and I was like, what, and I was like, Oh, he was like, he wanted to talk to you. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm getting uh, ready or, or like, I'm just getting changed. Um, like, can you like, do you know what it's about or something? And then they were like, I'll find out. And then they came back with the wig cap, the, the mold of my oh. head in a box. And I was like, oh, my God. So nice. Such a perfect souvenir. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Such a such a funny one, too, to just be like, yeah. and this is my bald cap. Definitely not a stomach issue. Definitely yeah. a head issue. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Let's make that clear, guys, when you watch the episode. Don't look for a stomach issue. I think that was the episode before her. <laughs> okay. And so my other question, uh, so, sort of a two-parter. Um, have you ever looked yourself up on Wikipedia? Um, uh, yes, I don't think I'm on, I think Okay, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, before you say that, (laughs) because this is, so this is for uh, Jason Savannah, you might know this, Uh um, she has a Wikipedia page, but it's not in English. Oh. (laughs) Can you guess what language it is? Just take one guess, I'll tell you Libé, uh, Egyptian? (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one. I, I, I mean, my go-to, I go, I'm thinking Spanish. Uh, do you know Libé? I've seen so- it pop up in some other language. I, I don't know what language it's so in. So it's in Dutch. It's in Dutch? Really? In Dutch. So do you have any idea uh-huh. why? No, that's really weird. Are you sure? It's her. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's definitely her, and this is why. So she has a filmography on it, but there's only two credits on her Dutch filmography in Wikipedia. <laughs> Could you guess? I'll let any of you take a quick guess. No, we're guessing. What Tell they us. might be. No, I, I want to hear what... What? Uh... Subway and Grey's Anatomy? Nope. Oh. Uh, Sneaky Pete and Colony? Nope. Oh. What it was you... early in your career. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfabulous. That's one of them. Yes. <laughs> and the Disney thing. iCarly, yeah. Oh, you're on iCarly. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen you in all oh. those Nickelodeon shows. So, oh, that's um, so funny. I don't know. What are your thoughts on having a, a to date, having only a Wikipedia page in dutch with those two credits (laughs) that's really funny i have seen that before and i thought it was funny i actually someone showed me recently the sneaky pete page and like my name is listed but there's no like link to my name and i was like oh that's weird i guess i'm no one has made me my wikipedia page yeah which i guess is something that i can do for myself i just i don't know i feel I, I'm not going to make up my own Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wait until someone makes that for you. Your face is yeah. also the cover of where did we see the pilot? You said IMDb. IMDb. It's your face is the color of the cover of the pilot. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That really unfortunate. <laughs> oh, it's it's very cute. But I was like, wow, she's the cover. <laughs> Yeah, that's big. Uh, it's big. Wait, that is so funny about your Wikipedia page. I think I'll go ahead and really make funny. that, and I'll put it in English. 
Yay! We'll get we'll get you a Wikipedia page. Anyone listening, feel free to make one too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that Dutch one. That's so funny because I was like, because I because I've seen like you know people have shown me things that I've I've that my name is on other Wikipedia pages like for like sneaky Pete or colony or whatever um but i'm like yeah i mean i'm glad that no one linked my dutch wikipedia page to those things <laughs> thank you so much for brunching with us um yeah, i know you you're not big on social media but in case anyone wants to mm-hmm. follow you what's your instagram twitter um, all, all that stuff look, look for the dutch uh leave over it. no <laughs> um it's my instagram and twitter are just um my first and last name perfect leave over Perfect. Easy. Um, All right. Well, we'll see you when you're in New York next. And we're just, I don't know, so proud of all your success. It is so inspiring. (laughs) So inspiring. You're so wonderful to talk to. And we can't wait to watch the next episodes. Uh Oh, thanks. Apparently you have an Amazon Prime account, so you can't. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to cancel it. No, don't cancel it. I'm going to get one. So, all right. Virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. I just have like one more set. Virtual cheers. Thank you. That's our show. And now we're saying so long. Tune in next time on Behind Two Blondes. The Behind Two Blondes podcast is brought to you by FOU Studios and recorded at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens. The show was created and written by Chase O'Donnell and Savannah Brown. This episode was produced and edited by Jeffrey Shimmer. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. Boom! Boom.